0: You're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and ForFame.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the fourth podcast concerning the United States Progress Sun and Progress Palace, forming a very rare conjunction, and this is all taking place In the sign Pisces, 14 plus degrees, and it's exact on May 28th of this year, 2019, and this particular podcast is happening just after 5 p.m. on Monday, May 6th. It's several days after I completed the first three in this series, and undoubtedly there's going to be more. I didn't anticipate that we might do four or five or six, but with the events that are happening... Uh, some of which I'll report right now over the last couple of days, obviously, we're leading up to an extraordinary time period at the end of May. Um, on my tr- on my software programmer at the moment, I have the progressed U.S. chart with the sun and palace together. They've presented that in podcast number one as an attached chart. And I also have, again, the the chart for the U.S. Justice Department, which came into being on July 1 of 1870, And I'm also looking at Robert Mueller's birth chart. We don't necessarily have a birth time for him, but what's called the sunrise chart and the exact chart for President Trump, whose birth time has been known for a really long time. As I start off, there's a lot to cover here. But what I want to say, and this is fairly extraordinary. Back on March 22nd, a couple of weeks ago, that was the date that Robert Mueller's report had been put together and sent over to the attorney general's office. And I put out a particular article about that concerning the rush to judgment, which is in our Earth Aquarius News section. And the key thing there, which I had already known I was going to be doing these podcasts, was that on that day, the moon and palace were in their monthly conjunction in late Libra. And that was the first opening salvo. It led to the Attorney General William Barr two days later giving that summary and all the following questions and distortions and uh, differences between the Congress and the White House about um, what to report for the completed, um, unredacted report, which the Congress wants, and particularly the Judiciary Committee in the House. And then we, we had the event, which then took place on April 18th, one exact lunar cycle later, when the report was released to the public and the press. And precisely once again, like clockwork, the moon and Pallas were in a conjunction again in Libra, because that's where Pallas is located at this particular time, and not moving all that fast. In fact, it's been moving in retrograde motion for the last couple of months. While this is all happening, now the the really synchronistic factor here is over the last several days between. My putting out the first three podcasts, which are now available on our Great Bear website and soon to be possibly on another website called Buzzsprout, which will then transfer them elsewhere around to other sources of podcasting. Over the weekend, apparently through uh, an invitation from the Judiciary Committee in the House, there was a report That Robert Mueller might be coming to testify on May the 15th. This was put out yesterday and was on TV as well by somebody. And then they they, uh, sort of put down those rumors a little bit that the date had been offered to the special prosecutor, Robert Mueller, but it had not been guaranteed. And even though William Barr, at least twice in his testimony to Congress, said he wouldn't mind Robert Mueller testifying, and then last week, the President of the United States was asked the same question, is it okay for Robert Mueller to testify? The President then wound up saying, well, it's it's totally up to William Barr and I completely trust him. He's doing a great job. Well, again, yesterday, perhaps after hearing that the Judiciary Committee was inviting Mueller to testify on May 15th, the President sent out a tweet saying, no, he shouldn't testify. So now we're back into this uh, yes, no, back and forth, all these different divisions and question marks going on. So we don't know whether or not the May 15th date will happen. Now, but here's the synchronistic factor. When I heard about May 15th, I didn't immediately go to my astrology books and resources. But what happened was, is that I decided last night, in the middle of the night, let's just check out May 15th. What what could be happening with Pallas? There it is, Moon conjunct Pallas, That morning, next week, exact once again. Now, whether or not Robert Mueller testifies, I want to say the following. First of all, the fact that his report is released to the Attorney General on May 22nd during an exact Moon-Palace conjunction. Then exactly one lunar cycle later, 27 and a third days, the Moon is with Palace again. And William Barr decides to release the unredacted version to the public and the press exactly moon with palace, And now we have a date, and these people are not studying astrology in the Congress, not that I know of. They're certainly not looking at my uh, information, and I don't think they're looking at another astrologer saying, oh, let's let's offer Mueller the May 15th date because the moon is going to be with Pallas. This is just happening because of the power of astrology. Remember, uh, as I reported back, either in the first or second podcast, the United States coming into being through its Declaration of Independence, the main birth chart for our country came into being with a moon-Palace conjunction in late Aquarius. Pallas had not yet been discovered. It would not be discovered till May 28th of 1802 during the Thomas Jefferson administration. However, the chart we use now, since we've been putting the asteroids in, since Eleanor Bach created the first asteroid ephemeris back in 1973, we clearly see that the moon is not alone on that declaration of independence birth chart day the moon is with one celestial body and its palace athena and it's laid in that sign i've reported in a previous podcast a fairly astounding synchronicity that hillary clinton with all her background and who had lost the last election was born at a palace athena station on the united states moon palace conjunction in aquarius and that former President Bill Clinton was also born at a station of Pallas, his being in late Sagittarius at the Galactic Center, and therefore he and Hillary have palaces sextile or 60 degrees apart, and they're both stationary, and anytime anything is stationary, it's, it's very strong. Now, I don't know if I said this earlier, I don't think I did, but as I'm doing tonight's session, Pallas is exactly rising in Libra, as i'm talking now so uh there is a palace resonance and vibration to all these different connections of what i'm sharing so we'll see what happens on may 15th had i had my astrology newspaper magazine going welcome welcome to planet earth which reached thousands of people it was a pioneering effort back in 1981 to 2000 many astrologers got their start there and it's too bad it hasn't continued, but that was its life cycle of 20 years, 1981 to 2000. Had I had that now, I might have put a projection this weekend or today saying astrologer anticipates major Muller activity on May 15th because that would be the day and will be the day when the moon is with Pallas once again, but I just find it synchronistic, and I'm using that word deliberately, that somehow through the Congress they've put out an invitation for Robert Mueller to appear on that day when the Moon and Pallas are together. I have no doubt that whether he testifies on that date or not, something else, Pallas Athena oriented about justice, about equality, about problem solving, about intelligence gathering, and the right use of, of law and justice and equality in America or its opposite will happen on that date. Again, we are getting closer and closer to the May 28th date of 2019, when the Sun, Progressed U.S. Sun and the Progressed U.S. Palace come exactly together. But I am not trying to say that I know absolutely that date during that 24 hours, we're going to have massive Palace Athena events all, all across the board. But I do believe that in the run up to that date, certainly the last week of May into the beginning of June, there will be... Those archetypes and themes associated with Pallas Athena extremely strong. And part of the reason also, at which I did report, I think, in the first podcast or the second, is that transiting Pallas on May 30th makes a station, stops going retrograde, and makes a station in Libra, and then goes forward and will keep moving forward until May of 2020 when it stops and goes retrograde on that very sensitive degree i've talked about in the last one or two podcasts zero plus of aquarius where this last total lunar eclipse took place on january 21st of this year and which to me was the real national crisis and emergency of the first part of the year i'm not saying the southern border crisis is unimportant but i don't see it as an emergency it's more of a Ongoing, continuing crisis, and certainly nothing like an emergency, as if you or someone you love had to go to an emergency room for treatment. Uh, So, we shouldn't be using the word emergency for the southern border issue and crisis and challenge. It's important, but it isn't an emergency. At least, it isn't one as of now. Okay, so let's go on to a couple of other things that I didn't report back. Uh, One final thing about Robert Mueller. We're very impatient in this country, and so the question becomes when I listen to the press, why can't he testify? Will uh, the Attorney General Barr prevent him from testifying because he's still employed there, and for some reason he can say don't do it, or that the president will reach out to Attorney General Barr and try and forbid Robert Mueller from testifying? At some point, Robert Mueller being at, let's say his age is 74 and will be 75, I've got this right, yeah, He's born August 7, 1944, so he's, he's 74, going to turn 75. At some point, he will no longer be um, a member of the Justice Department, and if he's not allowed to testify, you don't think that he could get 10 or $20 million uh, from publishing firm for his life, work, and who he's been, FBI, for 10 years and then an extra couple of years, after that, so a lo- the longest serving FBI director, except for Herbert Hoover, all of what he just did in the last 22 months. And it wasn't as if he had a whole bunch of angry Democrats working with him as prosecutors. By the way, I almost forgot that today, at least 375 former federal or prosecutors have come out saying that if any, if this had been any other person, after the, the Mueller report, that person would have been Uh, brought up for charges uh, for obstructing justice. And these former prosecutors are of both parties and many parties. They're not all angry Democrats. There are many major federal prosecutors who had worked for uh, Republican presidents. And uh, so that's a a fairly uh, astounding uh, reveal today that's being reported. So literally every day, more and more of these issues are coming out. Okay. So at some point, Robert Mueller will, will be out there. He'll either be in 60 minutes or maybe he's already been writing a book. And one of these days, we'll suddenly see a report saying he's no longer a member of the Justice Department. He's going to testify. Oh, and by the way, such and such publishing house has paid him in advance of, you know, five or $10 million you know, for his life story. Um, so uh, he's going to, he's going to share his views and they will eventually come out one way or another. Uh, When I was sharing about the Justice Department in a previous podcast, I mentioned the connection in particular to William Barr, um, all the Gemini celestial bodies in the Justice Department chart from July 1 of 1870, Um, in addition to the fact that uh, William Barr is a sun sign Gemini whose sun is on the venus Juno conjunction of the Justice Department chart, and that William Barr has a Leo moon, which is the same moon that the Justice Department has. And what I wanted to make clear was that it's not as if Donald Trump, President Trump, doesn't have a strong connection to this chart as well. The Sun-Uranus-North Node triple conjunction when Donald Trump was born on June 14, 1946, is conjun- is conjunct the Mercury Palace Uh, union in the Justice Department chart. So this explains very clearly why since the beginning, when he first brought in uh, Jeff Sessions, uh, Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions, who got through the Congress, the uh, confirmation process, even though there was a lot of challenge there. By the way, uh, Jeff Sessions was born December 24th, Christmas Eve of 1946. And therefore, since Donald Trump and uh, Jeff Sessions are born only a few months apart. They both share that North Node uh, in Gemini, and they both share Uranus in Gemini. So um, even though uh, Jeff Sessions was was born with the Sun conjunct Moon conjunct Mars, all in early Capricorn, which is opposite the sun sign of the Justice Department, and could explain that uh, why he was ousted. He just didn't fit into that particular picture and for many other reasons. Nevertheless, President Trump has his mercury at eight plus of cancer, and that's almost exactly the sun degree of the U.S. Justice Department. So President Trump through Gemini, his sun, North Node Uranus, very powerful triple conjunction, that's right on the Mercury Palace conjunction of the U.S. Justice Department, and the president's mercury is very close to the sun position of the Justice Department. And let's not forget the presence Pluto at 10 plus of Leo is only a couple of degrees or extremely close to the moon of the Justice Department. And depending on when the Justice Department actually opened that day, because we don't know that for sure, the July 1, 1870 chart that I'm providing is more of a sunrise chart. So if that's a couple hours later than the moon, For the Justice Department and the president's Pluto could be virtually in an exact conjunction. Um, So having said all that, it's very clear that since he became president, the whole issue of Jeff Sessions coming in, then recusing himself and the president becoming angry and then looking for somebody and finding Barr, a fellow sun sign Gemini that fits the bill, um, that all seems connected to the power of this Justice Department chart. One other thing that's coming up in 2020, a big thing, election. the election will be um, in November, on November 3rd, the first Tuesday after the first Monday, 2020. And I've looked at that date for quite a while. Um, the, what comes up is very interesting, that the moon will be in Gemini, of all 12 signs that the moon could be in, even though at election time, every four years we get a Scorpio moon. Um, that's consistent. But the moon can be in any one of the 12 signs, and the moon on election day is usually a tip-off about something. So in this case, we have a sun sign Gemini president in Trump, we have a sun sign Gemini vice president in Pence, and the moon will be in Gemini. So no matter who's running from the Democratic Party or Independent Party, unless they're a sun sign Gemini, that man or woman and running mate, the election is going to be really about Trump-Pence, who they are, what's happened the last four years. And when I say that's what it's really all about, the moon in Monday in a world astrology, and again, the moon on election day is obviously very critical. The moon represents mass consciousness, the public, what the public is mulling about, what, what the collective consciousness of, of the nation, um, or in any country during an election time. So the moon position is a tip-off about instincts and feelings and emotions and these sort of subliminal currents. So the fact that we see a Gemini moon at that point um, is very intriguing. In 2017, the moon was in Scorpio, and Scorpio we know is very connected to Pluto. Um, I believe like Dane Rudger, my main teacher, that Pluto is actually a little bit more connected to Aries, and that might sound weird, but the way he understood um, rulerships was that once Uranus was discovered, this is going back to Dane Rudger, my main mentor, one of the great astrologers of the 20th century. When Uranus was discovered, it was given the rulership of Aquarius for various reasons. When Neptune was then discovered in the, in 1846, following the Uranus discovery in 1781, Neptune was then due to its imagery and name and its and its essence and its themes, given the rulership of Pisces. Uh, and then with the Pluto's uh, discovery in 1930, it was given the rulership in many ways of Scorpio, which the planet Mars has over, always ruled. But because Pluto is the god of the underworld in mythology, and Scorpio has a lot to do with mysteries and secrets and the inner realms and that power... Uh, Pluto was often said, oh, Pluto rules now Scorpio. Let's forget about Mars. And actually in chart analysis, if people are born with Scorpio rising, sun sign Scorpio, planets of Scorpio, Mars still rules Scorpio. So if you see books and it says Pluto rules Scorpio, it may be a co-ruler, it may be connected, but Mars is still an active ruler of Scorpio as well as Aries. So at any rate, um, Pluto is very significant Uh, In the president's chart, and I'll get into this in a number of ways when I do more of podcasting about the president and some of his progress cycles, as well as his natal uh, chart and midpoints and other things, there's going to be a multi-series, multi-part series on the president because of some very important things, aside from the election, just cycles that he's going through and have been going through, some of which I've actually written about in the last two years in the Earth Aquarius News section. So you will see many articles that I've already written about the president, given strong hints about certain parts of his chart, certain planetary arrangements and things like that. So election day, uh, 2020. Mercury, having gone retrograde when we get to next November of 2020, will have just made a station that, that morning. So Mercury will be very powerful. Mercury has a lot to do with communication and transportation. Uh, business and things like tabulating votes. Uh, uh, so in addition to all these themes of palace, Athena relating to law and equality and justice and problem solving and intelligence gathering and preventing other nations from uh, hacking and coming into our country, because as I said earlier, when you work with mundane or world astrology, an asteroid or celestial body like Athena Pallas Athena has a lot to do with defending a country. Therefore, our defense department on a personal level, Palis Athena has a lot to do with genetics and DNA. And, uh, but on the national level, our defense department and things that have to do therefore with technology and computer programming and preventing hacking from any foreign power, or any national power any, from any, anywhere within or without, uh, as well as all the intelligence gathering and the equality and the uh, justice uh, system. Uh, by the way, when that election is held, there will be a quadruple conjunction. And this brings Pallas back into the picture. Pallas Athena on November 3rd, 2020 when America votes to, to decide who the next president and vice president are going to be for the next four years starting in January 2021. There will be a Pallas Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto quadruple conjunction in Capricorn. And In a future series of podcasts, I'll be talking about the long-awaited Pluto return for America, the first one, because Pluto has a cycle of 247 years. And the country came into being July 4th, 1776. You had 247 years to that. You get 2023. And over the time period of 2022 to 2023, at least three times, Pluto will come back in the United States birth chart to 27 plus degrees of Capricorn, its, its birth location, three times. So whoever is president, vice president, starting January 20th of 2021, that four-year time period, we will be encountering one of the most uh, dangerous, um, scary, uh, transformative, I'm trying to use my words very selectively, time period, because it's never happened before, and one thing we do know, regardless of how many billions or hundreds of millions of dollars the President of the United States has, he is a plutocrat, plutocracy, that concept is government by the wealthy, and certainly this has been played up by our President about the tax uh, changes that were put into place, helping particularly the one percent, not so much people who are certainly poor or lower middle class or middle class, much of this is an illusion. What's, ha- what's happening is help for people who can invest in Wall Street and people who are millionaires, billionaires, and trillionaires, many of whom say, hey, you should, tr- you should tax us more, not, uh, not less, like the president did uh, last year. Instead of doing infrastructure, everything was focused, if you remember that um, picture in the Rose Garden of all the men, almost all men, Mostly white men uh, congratulating the president on passing through the tax um, bill to help the one percent. So back to um, the election day. That is going to be astounding. I don't want to get into the inauguration chart for 2021. Um, I'll leave, leave that for separate area. However, two more things in this podcast. In the original uh, USA Sun USA progressed palace conjunction chart that i have here in the podcast one for may 28th the i noticed another reality which is the progressed united states mars in that chart which is in house number two is at 17 libra and 40 minutes of arc and it's been going retrograde for about 15 years now the u.s progressed mars made a station in 2004 i had written a number of articles way before that during the time period of uh, President Bush, number two, with Dick Cheney as vice president, the whole time period of 9 and the aftermath and the invasion of Afghanistan and Iraq, warning through my website and articles that the United States progress Mars was going to stop at 18 plus of Libra in 2004. I gave all the dates out, and this is what really gave gave rise to ISIS, uh, al- this, the strength of Al Qaeda, and then um, the ISIS movement came out of Um, the falling apart of Iraq and um, the countries out there in the Middle East. Um, And so Mars in the United States chart, we went overboard. We didn't recognize the importance of astrology and progressions. So that Mars has been retrograding for the last 15 years is currently at 17 plus of Libra. Interestingly, which is the natal Jupiter exactly for President Trump stationary when he was born June 14, 1946. So what's interesting is the pr- progressive influence of Mars in the United States birth chart, which d- hardly moves, is sitting and has been sitting on the president's stationary natal Jupiter, king of the gods, power of of uh, higher thinking and the, the desire to be in, cro- in control of everything from the mythological standpoint. So this is part of the whole thing of presidential overreach and the executive having too much power and so on. Well, if you look in the eighth house of the progress, that progressed us palace chart, you'll see Chiron, the K with a little circle at 17 Aries 41, meaning that the progressed Chiron and the progressed Mars are exactly opposite within one minute of arc, not a degree, a one sixtieth of a degree and Mars clearly, while it has some very favorable energies, um, Also, in its shadow side, certainly represents inflammatory rhetoric and communications. It can represent volatility of almost any kind. And it can certainly represent war or warlike situations. And Chiron, while it has a lot of positive energies having to do with healing and spirituality and building bridges of consciousness from the personality to the soul worlds and um, shamanism and uh, being mentors and counselor and guidance... It also has a shadow side of wounds, physical wounds and psychic wounds and um, trouble through representing a kind of twilight zone reality. I did a lot of research on President Kennedy's assassination, um, which is another whole big area that I've written about uh, in Welcome to Planet Earth and was one of the first things I ever did in astrology back in the 1970s. And so Chiron, which was exactly stationary on the day that President Kennedy was assassinated, has a lot to do with twilight zone energies. In other words, being out of time between Saturn representing chronological time and then Uranus and the outer planets representing eternity. Between those two celestial bodies of Saturn and Uranus, we discovered Chiron in 1977. So Chiron has a lot of meaning, some of which are challenging, some of which are favorable, but at the same time, it's, it represents a kind of force that throws uh, nations or individuals if it's happening by transit in your own chart. By the way, Chiron has a 49 to 51-year cycle. So everyone who reaches the age of 49, 50, 51, regardless of where Chiron is by sign and aspect, Everyone has a Chiron return when all the Chiron symbols and archetypes and themes become white-hot and powerful. So we're because of Mars and Chiron simultaneously, almost precisely opposite in the USA Palace Progress chart for May 28th, we're getting this polarity. And in, in astrology, anything that's 180 degrees apart, what we call an opposition or polarity, is a potential battle between two forces on either side of the Earth. So we've got Mars, which on a shadow side can represent volatility and brash acts and things that are done without thinking through the consequences and potential warlike scenarios or anything inflammatory. On the other side, we have a twilight zone, which can create all kinds of physical or psychic wounds when it's not working the right way. Now, my hope is that planets work on the higher level but when you're dealing with governments and you're dealing, for instance, um, the president has a, did not want to intervene in a lot of wars. When he was running, he talked all about we shouldn't be here, we shouldn't be there, we should bring our troops home. The whole thing of not being connected so much to NATO. And he was always talking about we have too many troops in Germany, we should take, we should take our troops out of even Korea. People may not remember these kind of things that he was saying. At the same time, he now has what's called the neocon. Uh, National Security Advisor, and John Bolton. And right now, as I'm doing this particular podcast, May 6th, we've sent an aircraft carrier, or we're sending one to the Persian Gulf area. We're ratcheting things up in that part of the world. And in Donald Trump, President Trump's um, permanent astrological uh, astrocartography type lines, his relocation lines, Mars, his Mars is rising through the area of Venezuela and Cuba and that part of the world. On the other side of the Mars line, his Mars setting comes up from Singapore, goes through the, the Taiwan Straits between Taiwan and China and goes up through um, the area around Beijing and North Korea, South Korea, and up into Russia. That's just his Mars line. And one of the other danger spots is um, focused in his chart in the, in the Persian Gulf and around Iran is the president is is born with a with a full moon total lunar eclipse in gemini sagittarius and the reverse of that happens running up through the persian gulf and into iran as well as a powerful neptune energy in his birth chart that connects up through the persian gulf so there are danger spots permanently we do know the president's birth time exactly 10:54 in the morning we've known it for decades june 14 19 19- 46, Queens, New York, same borough where I was born four years later. So I know something about um, Donald Trump and all his escapades and the stories in the Daily News and the New York Post and the New York Times and all the newspapers of New York for decades. Uh, The country didn't know all that so much until he was the uh, creator of The Apprentice and the, The Celebrity Apprentice and became a household name there. Uh, aside from all of his books, the Art of the Deal series and running casinos and everything else. Um, Meanwhile, that's pretty much it for this time. There's so much more I'd like to cover. I think where we're going to go in the fifth one is to go over the dates uh, of Pallas being significant. Later this year, uh, I've already put this out once, but December 1 of 2019, the Sun and Pallas are in a conjunction in Sagittarius. I will report more about The deeper meaning of that, because Sagittarius at that point, the 11th degree of Sagittarius, does connect up to what's called the nuclear axis that I discovered back 37 years now, 1982, and put out in in one of the early uh, stapled together newsletters of Welcome to Planet Earth when I was just getting started in 1982 when, when I lived in Wisconsin and then was republished in our newspaper version the following year of 1983. And then in our magazine, it it was republished again, all having to do with what's called the nuclear axis. I'm going to explain more about that along with Sun Conjunct Palace on December 1 of 2020, connected also back to President Kennedy uh, being the first Sun Sign Gemini president of these three Gemini presidents of JFK, Bush No. 1, and Trump, Trump. It's just interesting that we never had a a Gemini president until 1961, when President Kennedy was the first one. And next year as well, uh, Pallas Athena on May 17 of 2020, making a station, being powerful again, going retrograde at zero plus Aquarius, that zero plus Aquarius, which is the permanent degree now for when our presidents are inaugurated on every January 20th. That degree is going to be sensationally uh, amplified in 2020 through an unusual series of events um, that are not just significant for the election and not just significant for 2020 but are the birthing point to some extent of the entire aquarian age and what's called uh, the mutational cycle of the four different elements that takes about 794 years to complete having to do with jupiter-saturn conjunctions in the four main elements of fire, earth, air, and water. And so we're shifting gears from the, le- the, the most recent cycle, which started in 1841, where Jupiter and Saturn in their conjunction phase every 20 years have been going in earth signs. Now we're going to have them in the air signs, and that starts next year. And in a sense gives a wide range birthing into the Aquarian age. Um, so much more on that the next time which will be the fifth one in this series. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to come up, but it could come up very recently. And there may be several things that I could not put into this particular podcast, but don't want to go and make it too much longer. So I'm going to sign off for now. Many blessings to all of you. And I'll be back sometime soon with the fifth one.